All right, boys and germs, welcome back to another podcast with myself and Tim. Today, we're going to be shy talking about building muscle. Um, and this is episode 18. Um, the last episode, episode 17, was all about uh, losing fat or burning fat off your body. Uh, but today, we're going to go the other opposite direction. Uh, there's probably still some techniques that are very similar if it, when it comes to losing fat and, and building muscle. But then there's a couple of extra things that need to be known when it comes to actually putting solid muscle mass on your body. Fair to say, Tim? It is, it is. So we'll come at it from a few different angles. Obviously, myself and Tim um, have worked and we're current, you, well, none of us are currently working in any gym at the moment because <laughs> we're still in lockdown here. But Jim is current, like, has been a gym owner and is currently coaching in a CrossFit gym. And my background, I've owned a CrossFit gym for over 10 years. But in the last four or five years, I've definitely gone down the road of more bodybuilding, aesthetics, uh, and I, I'll kind of get to the reasons behind that as well uh, once we get there. But it's always the, you know, it's always the thing. People, you know, get into fitness, I suppose, to look good naked. Yep. You know, and I, if you're going to, if you're, if you're telling me it's for anything else, like you're, you're kidding yourself. Really, you're lying you? to yourself deep down inside. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Like, of course, there's a lot of athletes out there that are performing. Um, uh, apart from the odd sumo wrestler, most <laughs> athletes out there, they are, they have very good physiques. Very they get the, the sumo wrestlers, apparently, get the supermodel wives in Japan, though. They're like the, they're the bee's knees, those fellas. Those boys are. Those yeah. boys are. I've seen I've seen documentaries and stuff on, on the way it operates over there. They're they are kings of the yeah. game. And they die at 40 something, I think, is like the average age that they live to. Oh, really? They've got a really low life expectancy. Well, they just feed themselves stupid. Yeah. It's just makes... about it's just about mean like mass, isn't it? Mass, mass moves mass moves mass. Mass moves mass. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we'll fucking spring into this one anyway, and I suppose. We're going to kind of, I'm not going to get into the science, but we're going to talk the bro science of how you build muscle, um, first of all. And, and probably there's a, there's a couple of simple steps that need to be, I suppose, adhered to in order to understand how you build muscle. And if you do decide to go down this path, that it's an important in recipe to stick to. And my, my, my first three points here would be like, when it just comes to the actual training, would be one, metabolic stress, two, metabolic damage of the muscle fiber, and then number three, time under tension. Yeah. So like to kind of dig into each one of those individually, um, I suppose metabolic stress, you would... Uh, refer to as the pump you know when yeah. you're when you're training training a muscle for under several reps and you get that blood going into the the cells and pumping it up and the good feeling the good feeling yeah yeah, it's, yeah. What, it's what we all do on a friday night when we yeah, go the, to the gym before we go to the bar that's it pre-pump <laughs> the pre-pump yeah <laughs> so that fucking t-shirt fits better <laughs> but there is there is a reason also that's why that's super important uh, for muscle development okay because you're one you're you're sending you're sending fluids which predominantly is blood into the muscle fibers themselves 
which when that blood engorges the muscle, it's drawing in all the other goodness as well. Um, there's fl- like there's the the water, the hydration of, of that, the muscle fibers as well. Obviously, the more hydrated the body is, and I will get into creatine in a minute, but the more hydrated the body is, the better the muscle fibers can contract. Yeah, and when they can contract better and they're working harder, they suck more blood into that area, and that in itself, over time, that constant stress that is is created in the muscle fiber in, and in the muscle cell itself creates a larger size. So yeah. if you, on a microscopic level, go down to the muscle fiber itself, and it's actually able to store more blood, more glycogen, more more fluid. It's getting bigger. Yeah, it's sort of the, um, you know, the, the whole you are what you eat thing with losing weight. It, with putting on muscle, it's kind of you are what you do. So if you're trying to get big, lift big often, and that will obviously incur your body to go, okay, we need to be bigger to keep lifting all this goddamn weight. So your body will, resp- will respond by putting more muscle mass on in order to do so. Same as if you if you, if you run a lot, you're going to get, probably a lot skinnier and have you know a lot less muscle size because you're telling your body you need to travel long distances so therefore it'll become more efficient at lactic acid removal um but it's going to reduce what it has to carry in order to go further that's right in the opposite direction of what we're saying with building yeah yeah it's it, you're always going to be what you do that's why power lifters look like power lifters and marathon runners look like marathon runners absolutely yeah, it's it's adapt, uh, adaptation to stress. You know, what yeah. is the stress you're applying to your body, and how does your body react to that stress to protect itself? And you know, you can you just have to talk about what, like what's going on at, at at the moment with the fucking vaccine. You know, wh- why why are we given a vaccine? And the vaccine typically is um, a strain of the virus that's going on at the moment. Uh, well, if you talk to the wrong person at the moment, you're, you're being injected a chip. And let's not get, we want, we want. Hooks we, up. That hooks up to 5G. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. So, but let's not get into that conversation. No. That's, that's a whole <laughs> other topic altogether. But if, if you apply a stress to your body, for example, we're using the vaccine as a kind of an analogy, you're giving yourself a little bit of the vaccine. So you're giving your, you're, you're requiring your body to react against this vaccine that you're giving it. And as I said, it's just a small amount, just enough to kind of uh, stimulate the, the immune system to react, yeah. to counteract it and to produce the antibodies. That is providing a stress and then the body's reacting to that stress in order to get stronger and and to have a better immune system now when we do that via weights weightlifting if you apply stress to the muscle fiber you're requiring it to a change to recover so the next time that you come to that weight hopefully it'll be slightly easier and your blood your body will be slightly more um, adapted to Better equipped. Better equipped. That's yeah. that's exactly it. And you know, I haven't wrote it down on my list, but that's where progressive overload comes in. And that's yes. the principle of you know, over time slowly increasing either the weight or the number of reps that you're doing in order to increase the stress because you're adapting. You're getting yeah. you're getting comfortable at, at what you're doing over time. And if you don't stress it out, you won't get you won't get the change. Yeah. I think we spoke about that in one of the earlier ones that um crossfit's only recently adapted the 
progressive overload method of training, which is hilarious because it seems to be the, that's almost the golden rule with training now, lift heavier next week, lift heavier next week, or whatever it is, run further next week, run further next week. Your body responds and will keep responding if you give it change each time. That's why people who do have an exercise routine will improve. And if they don't change the routine, it's very rare they actually stay the same. They almost start going backwards. Um, if they keep doing the same thing week in, week out, year after year, you're not going to get the same response. That's why, you know, people who run don't just run a marathon a day to run a marathon. They do, you know, speed work, then they'll do a lower, like, sorry, slower, longer runs, then they'll do shorter, sharper runs. They sort of mix it up as much as they can so that the body's forced to continually adapt to new stresses. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I, like and I will always I will always say like I will always have the argument regardless of, regardless of the sport you're in doing some form of strength training slash muscle development, muscle building training will help you. Yeah. Even if you are a marathon runner, um, yeah, there's the, the like in my understanding, a big a lot of the reason why marathon runners are so small and it's exactly what you said tim it's because the lower body mass will be easier for the body to recover it's like yeah. you know you, 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 if you've a, if if you have an engine um for a, a morris minor or a, a mini cooper that engine in a bus in a fucking 42 seater bus is not going to drag it far it's going to put so no. much stress on it. So you got to look at it that way. It's like, what sort of an engine have you and what sort of a frame are you trying to carry and how, like, how long is that distance? So it just makes sense that marathon runners would have a much more slender frame um, to yeah. be able to allow them to get, to move faster and further for longer periods of, of time. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So yeah, I get that's, it's all it's it's just understanding what your goals are and I suppose adapting to those. Yeah. 100 percent The next thing there I've on the list now is is um the must uh the metabolic damage. Um and this is uh in a nutshell, the the kind of the result of the stress, the the breakdown of the muscle fibers themselves, and what we would normally normally kind of refer to this as maybe the soreness you would feel a couple of days after training, like that Dom's effect, yeah. the late onset of muscle soreness. Um, now, before I go on about that, I do want to say it's like, if you're not sore two or three days after your training, that's not an indication that that was a bad workout. It's, no, you know, if you're, you're, if you're, cause if you're like, if you're kind of, you know, ho- um, um, going off the way you feel a couple of days later. And if you're not sore, that was a shit workout. That's, that's not, that's not the case. That's not the case. Generally means you were better, better prepared for the workout, like whether it's hydration, sleep, nutrition, those things can have a a massive effect on how you feel, you know, days later. If you have a big, you know, if you have a massive bender on say a Friday night and try and get after a big workout on a Sunday, (laughs) you will probably feel like you're going to die on Tuesday versus if you had a, a good boy weekend and yeah, or girl weekend germ, is it? Yeah, <laughs> um, boys and germs. Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you behaved all weekend, have a big workout on Sunday, you're probably not going to, you know, you might still get some soreness, but nowhere near what you're going to have if you were dehydrated and undernourished before you went into the workout. 
There's yeah. so there's so many elements that goes into increasing muscle cell size, and we have obviously what we're talking about now is that breakdown. So when a muscle fiber uh, it gets snapped or it gets torn because you've done so many reps and you know it, it you've you've pushed it to that limit, and um, it it builds back stronger it builds back slightly thicker but that that's yeah. one way of making that muscle cell or muscle fiber bigger and not, the other ways is by the fluids that it's able to store and that comes back to that metabolic stress and getting the yeah. pump so uh, your your muscle cell is super good at storing glycogen which is a carbohydrate uh, so anytime you eat uh, like a like a piece of fruit or a starchy carb or salad or anything like that, it gets sto- your body converts it into glucose and glycogen, and your not only does your muscle cells store it, but your liver stores it and your blood stores it, and that's why sometimes when people go on these like uh, fasts couple of days of a fast or they do um, uh, uh, ketosis, like they lose weight very quickly in the first couple of days. But that's just their glycogen stores depleting. Yeah. And like you can store up to like four or five kilos of glycogen in your body at one time, depending Did not on now it was that high. Yes. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Like, you know, and, and that's this is what people kind of don't understand. And that's why like these like crash uh you know fasting diets or juicing diets or whatever that's why people see this like ridiculous weight loss in a couple of days but then they all of a sudden they don't have they might have a lot of energy initially because they're like souping away on juices or whatever um but then they have this crash maybe four or five days after that because their body has been depleted of glycogen and, yeah. and that's what you need for energy. You're like, you get, you start getting cloudy in the mind and whatnot. Yeah. And it, it, for anyone that's trying to click into ketosis, it, it's, a, it's quite the process to snap your body over into a, like a fat burning machine. Um, and we've spoke about this before, so we don't need to go into it again, but a lot of people will assume they're in this fat burning state super quickly because yeah. they They'll take like a supplement, a ketone supplement that will help them along the way. But all they're doing is like putting an external fat in there, like the ketones in there, which is kind of giving them that boost of energy. But they're not in ketosis. It's like all supplements. It's, it's, well, they're 1%. It might, it can help you 1% further to have those. I, after we spoke about them the other day or other week, um, I did a little bit more research into those. It's exogenous ketones, exogenous, which just yeah. means it's coming from the outside. That's right. Um, they can help in short term. They can give you a little bit more energy because it is fat, um, which if you aren't eating any carbs, your body will obviously have to get energy from somewhere. So it will try and use the fats and it can help in the short term. But it just means that, it's going to give you a 1%, maybe slightly higher, I'm not sure, but 1% increase into getting into ketosis earlier than if you didn't have them, yeah. which means they're probably not worth $70. They were quite <laughs> expensive. I do know that one. Yeah. Oh, dear. yeah. Uh, like if, if anyone is uh, listening to this and you are, you know, uh, chasing the ketogenic diet, like... It, it's a process. Make sure yeah. you have all the right information. Please don't be only doing it to lose body fat. It, like, is that's that's not 
an optimal way to lose body fat. It's not. It's a it, like if there's so many people out there promoting it as a fat loss um, uh, protocol. And really, yeah. truly, it, it, it's not for that. It's not for that. No, it works better for epilepsy, right? That's, That's the main reason they came out with it. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. But um, yeah, we're going off topic there again. Um, but yeah, so you have your 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 like the breaking down the muscle fiber is not the only way the muscle cell itself gets big. With what we've gone about there, that it's the storage. It's like you're you're basically creating more room uh, uh, to store yeah. more. Let's call it petrol. More go-go yeah. juice. That's that's what we're putting into the muscle fibers and muscle cells to allow them to contract and allow them to work. Yeah, simple as it is. Um, and then, like, and then it all this kind of comes under the one. And for me, this is the golden rule. The golden rule of building muscle: time under tension. Absolutely, could not agree more with that. Yeah. It's yeah. listen. How do we apply a stress to something? You hold it in that state for as long as possible before yeah. it, 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 it to the point of where it's about to break, but not to break it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So w- w- let's like let's just talk rep ranges for a second. Like when we're talking rep ranges between, w- would you agree with this? Between we'd say w- rep, one rep and five reps. That's more strength training. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Then it's kind of like Anton from five to a hundred reps is like hypertrophy, like yeah. muscle building, because you know, like sometimes it doesn't always need to be about the way. But let's just look at a back squat for uh, for something that are like take uh, a back squat for example. So if we're working like between one and five reps, we're going for strength. But if we're going Anton over five reps, like a five by eight or a five by ten, that's a shitload of time under tension to do a five by three we'll say you're doing three reps of a back squat that could be like maybe 15 seconds with the barbell on your back yeah it's not a long time that you're actually supporting the weight for that's right yeah. where whereas if you up that to even only eight reps or nine reps that could be up to 45 minutes 45 minutes 45 <laughs> seconds that's a long time that's very slow it's very slow Doing fucking 60 rip. second eccentrics with a three minute pause in the bottom yeah <laughs> holy fuck Up fast. one set of your life and that's all you'll ever do but if you're if you go up from holding the bar on your back for 15 seconds to 45 that's a significant difference when it comes to the time of the tension yeah, I found um, this is probably absolute bro science, but it worked for me. When I was doing the powerlifting comps after I hurt my shoulder years ago, um, I was I basically I did one comp in a in a much higher weight class. I was in the ninety plus um, because I was I was right on the powerlifting bandwagon. Was eating a tremendous amount of food and lifting heavy. But I think the, well, now I know at the time I was just following a program. I didn't go into the science of it because I wasn't really into powerlifting. I just, it was the only thing I could do. Um, But there was, every session basically had something around strength at the start and that would be sub five reps. Uh, Generally speaking, it would be like three would be the, the five sets of three, even sometimes three sets of three if it was in really high percentage. Um, and that's because obviously it takes, uh, you know, you've probably got 10 sets to build into those three sets that you're going to do at the end. So you still got a lot of volume, 
But the thing that was making me put on size and, you know, keep weight on and keep getting heavier was the accessory work that came with it, you know, narrow squats, um, like Nordic drops and stuff like that, all the little accessory stuff that was in the hypertrophy range mm. was basically keeping the, the mass on there to keep doing the heavier weights. And the thing, what I did was to drop down into the lower weight category in the end was I did less sets of the hypertrophy work. So if the hypertrophy stuff was like, sometimes was like six sets of 12 Mm -hmm. of some, so like Cossack squats and things like that for your hips and glutes and all that. I just dropped that then back to like two sets. So I was still getting some maintenance work in. I was still looking after my joints and doing all of that, but I wasn't getting as much time under tension you know, throughout the whole workout and my weight came down quite quickly because I was using so much energy for the heavy lifts, not putting as much food in obviously helped drop the weight, but then doing less accessory work meant that I definitely see it. My, my muscles got smaller. Um, part of that will be glycogen storage, like you were saying, but I think the other part was I wasn't putting them under as much stress and doing as much you know, muscle damage in terms of that tear and repair that it, it reduced the size of me, but I still managed to keep the strength on because I was like, we we're saying up to five reps is strength. You, you will build muscle from doing that, but not as quickly as if you're doing hypertrophy work alongside it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely when you're working solely strength, you're, you're, you're definitely, stressing the body out a lot less a lot less yeah you know because uh, it's more a nervous system adaptation. Say, the nervous system adaptation you get from it's off the charts and you work out very quickly what that feels like if you've never done a really big like sole focus on strength cycle before mm. nervous system fatigue is way more exhausting than Absolutely. than just muscle fatigue you get you'll notice you get things like the shakes and stuff like that quite bad (laughs) for the first probably month of it um but that's again your nervous system adapts to being under that kind of load all the time and then eventually that can go away but that was a i remember i think i can't remember if i spoke about it on this after one of those powerlifting comps i did i was on the phone to my mum she was asking how i went and i stopped at mcdonald's on the way back to get a burger to celebrate and I couldn't actually, I was losing the lettuce and the fucking meat patty. Oh, I was no. shaking that bad from it because I'd never done like a, a comp before and I'd done nine max lifts like in front of a crowd with judges under full pressure. And I I was living over in Geelong at the time so and this comp was in Frankston and oh. I was probably an hour and 20 minutes into the drive. I was like, I've got to eat. I need to eat something because I was like, I noticed my hands like didn't want to keep hanging onto the steering wheel of the car. And that nervous system fatigue is a, a different kind than just muscle fatigue. It's yeah. yeah. It absolutely is. It. Yeah. And, and the only thing your body wants in, in scenarios like that is uh, sugar. Sugar. I got a, I got a, a real Coca-Cola with that burger. <laughs> Like people go bag about, like, you know, they see athletes and whatnot, and every so often drinking Coca Cola and whatnot. Um, I'm telling you, if you if you're a high performing athlete and you've done something like what you were just speaking about there, Tim, getting yeah. that refined sugar into your system as quickly as possible is actually a benefit. Yeah, that's why you see AFL players smash pizza and Gatorade after games still, 100%. even now, it's an easy way to get simple carbs and simple sugars straight down the hat. 
Yeah, yeah. When yeah. when I when I used to be working on a Saturday night, I would always treat myself to a kebab and a fucking coke after I was working. And I was yeah. like, it was a like I loved it. Like there's nothing wrong yeah. with it. But it, it, the problem uh, it would having that sort of stuff. Uh, if it, well, it becomes a problem if it's the only fucking thing you're having. You know. Yeah. You know what we're <laughs> saying here is like if you're putting maximal stress on your body from a, um exercise or exertion of a similar kind, then you know it can adequately use those calories. Correct. So yeah, yeah. That's, I, I hope we're clear on that point. It's not just oh yeah, fucking yeah. fuck the boys in the podcast were talking about having coke and it's absolutely fine. But what sort of coke are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> the one that looks like creatine the, oh yes <laughs> but it's yeah it's just it just goes to show that like it, it, once you start to know your body really well and you start to go through these kind of like um nervous system adaptations and stressors um it you know what you need to do for your body in order to get it back on track um and i think for a lot of times a lot of times uh, people, when they go through that kind of like real fatigue of a stressed nervous system, they, don't, they probably don't really understand what it is. They just think they're having an off day. But it, yeah. it, it, that really comes with your training experience and knowledge that, you know, it's, you know, you, if, if, you've, if you've put in two or three solid weeks of heavy lifting, you, like, as I was saying before, you need to put in a deload week there. But most people at the start of their journey don't even know what a deload week is and you can no. get people that are into their training career two and a half maybe three years and then you mention them about a deload and they're kind of look at you like a fucking email <laughs> as if to be like what are you talking about a deload? i max out every day what are you talking about yeah yeah, yeah. I've, i've got this yeah. bulgarian system program off the interwebs and I'm, I'm following along and it's like lads you know understand that all this stuff that you're doing, the training that you're doing in the gym is stress on your system and your body requires recovery. And it's in that recovery period between your training sessions is when you actually grow, when you become yeah. stronger, when you get the changes, not in the gym. Yeah. No, that's, that's kind of like, that's, that's like fucking gospel that's the that's that's the that's the bible that sort of stuff that was a sore point for you then oh yeah because i made all these mistakes myself like yeah 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 like i think everyone's done that oh listen at some point my my since i've been alive and since i'm like the 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 testosterone the male hormone testosterone has been floating through my body i've always wanted to build size you know even when i was younger at home now you know what lift like lifting heavy stuff on the farm or whatever and just knowing i was a fucking micro midget um and 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 (laughs) you know when i started when i when i was actually getting a little bit smarter about the way I was training. This is when I was um, up in Dublin after college, I I started to go training in a gym and I would literally go into the gym and hit every single machine in the gym. Every single body man was hit. And then- yeah, get the pump, get the pump. And I'd see all the Polish lads that were floating around the gym and I'd be like, oh, what are you doing? Becoming friends with them. Oh, oh yeah, we're on, we're on this supplement and this supplement. And they weren't telling me about the real supplements, but I no. was like on all these pills, powders and potions that you could get at the, the local supplement shop. And I was thinking this shit's going to get me jacked. And then I'm hopping on my bicycle and I'm cycling everywhere. So I'm doing all this activity. And yeah. not, and like, and not enough of the smart stuff. Overtraining, 
not enough yeah. calories uh, and um, uh, fucking super huge amounts of cardio. Yeah. Like, it just it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Nah. Just doesn't work. And that probably brings me on to the, the next point that I, I have wrote down here. It's like, you know, car- can you do too much cardio? Can cardio hinder your muscle building progressions? Yes. It can. I think I think so hundred percent. You see a lot of guys doing uh, trying to think of who I was. There's a guy who owns is it BPN or BSM, one of the supplement companies, and he started doing ultra marathons and he is huge, big, big, big guy, really muscular fella. But and he definitely isn't just having good food and eating, having he's got other supplements other than his supplement company going through his veins. But he somehow is keeping size on and still doing these races, which points to something else. But you, if you do it long term, you definitely your body will shrink. 100%. If not, I don't know. I don't know how he's. To be honest, I have no idea how that guy's doing it. Um, he might not be as big as he looks in person. I don't know. He's a massive dude What if, from what it looks like but and can lift very heavy weight. But long term, you, you can't do both. Um, you can find a pretty even mixture of both, I would say. Things like CrossFit, you know, those guys are pretty jacked um, and can do some pretty good endurance, but they're not extreme endurance athletes, yeah. nor are they extreme strength athletes. No. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I, I, I think... I think you can do a certain amount of cardio and still have good muscular gains. But and you definitely should still do some cardio. Absolutely, you you need that. Like it, uh, what helps you lift in the gym at the end of the day is the uh, the way you can recycle oxygen or the way you can like use up oxygen and get and once it used is used up, get rid of that carbon dioxide out of your system as quickly as possible and replace it. Just have that constant, yeah. and that that only comes from a, a good good having a good base of cardio you know yeah. so so like my understanding would be if you if your sport is in some sort of an endurance style sport like endurance cycling or running uh, or even walking um you know it, it's very it's going to be hard for you to build muscle absolutely yeah it'll just it will take longer and you need to have way more food that's right. Way more yeah. food. Like, and uh, yeah, and, and that'll be the next thing I kind of hit on. You can still participate in cardio, cardio style activities and gain your muscle, but you need to be damn sure you're consuming the calories. You need to be the, uh, like, and that's kind of sound here. That's why I'm bringing this up. It comes down to your calories at the end of the day. You need to be in a calorie surplus, male and female, in order to build muscle. Yeah. Like, is it f- fair to say uh, one big thing that I hate seeing online with like on certain online trainers, this is not directed at you, um, is the want to build muscle and lose fat? You're either doing one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, Pick it, one. Do you want to get big? Cool. Stay in the calorie surplus. You're in lift heavy and do a bunch of hypertrophy work. If you want to lose weight, then still lift weights. Definitely, you can still lift weights while you're losing weight. Um, it helps a lot, actually, to be lifting heavy weights if you're trying to lose weight. But you, you're not going to, you're not, you'll look more muscular, but that's because the body fat's decreased and you can see the muscle more. 
That's right. That's exactly yeah. it. You know, like the, the calorie target thing that I, when I work for people, is such a, and a very, it's such an individual thing. You know, you can put someone into a too much of a calorie deficit and you can definitely put someone into a too high a calorie surplus. Uh, because my, my standards of measurement is if I, if I have an athlete that's like, if I have to put them in a, a deficit and they start losing three, four kilos in the first two weeks, that's not, that's not body fat they're losing. Nah. There's, no, there's no way so that's whatever that that deficit i've given them is no good and then i always ask them the questions it's like um like how's your what's your energy level like how are you sleeping and going off those answers then i know for sure where, where we need to take this next yeah. and likewise if i put someone in a calorie surplus and they're gaining a kilo a week it's too high it's too high they're, yeah. like, they're eating far too many calories and it, they're more than likely gaining fat yeah you know, you, you have the surface fat, uh, but you have that subcutaneous fat that's in and around your organs. People always forget about that stuff. That's the first place, for, especially for males, where we will store the fat. And then it turns into, you know, the the the, the, the dad bod, uh, beer gold. Spare tire. The spare tire. Yeah, absolutely. And people kind of can sometimes lose the spare tire, but then wonder why they have the pot. Uh, they are still, and I'm like, well, you still got that subcutaneous fat that's in and yeah. around your organs. That the is visceral, visceral fat. Is that what they? Am I... Yes. Yeah, you've yeah, yeah. You've corrected me. You've corrected. Sorry, me. I just hey, that, maybe that's the Irish terminology for it. Subcutaneous is the 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 fat below the skin. The visceral yes. fat is the fat it's around the, one the around organs. the organs. Mate, yeah. you good man. You corrected me. Good lad. <laughs> good lad. <laughs> Because people, anyone that be listening to this, all um nineteen of our our listeners will be like, "You've got that wrong, you cunt." <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Google says, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." But um, yeah, it, like it, it, it's it's super important to understand your calorie target. And what I will say to anyone right now, and I did a video about this in my Facebook group, is if you are trying to change your body weight up or down. When you nut out your calorie target, start at your maintenance. And if you're tracking your calories, track your maintenance calories for a good two or three weeks and see what happens. What you want is you don't want a fluctuation in your weight at all. You don't want to go up. You don't want to go down. And once you've found that maintenance level, then you go 200 calories plus to gain or 200 calories minus to lose. And that's the simplest way to do it. But it takes patience. You got to stick with that calorie target for a while to know that it's actually going to work for you. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the long and short of it. That's the there's no simple fucking way to do this, and that's kind of like you know that if if someone's trying to gain ten kilos of muscle, you're talking of five years of dedication to your sleeping, your training, and your calories. Yeah. That's, I think the, the biggest thing to take out of a, a lot of things to do with training is if you're in it for the short-term gain, find something else to get a short-term gain in. It's a, it's a long-term investment to, like if you've got a, obviously you want, you want short-term goals that are going to be achievable. You know, I, and a lot of the time, especially if you're gaining muscle, it, you should try and like base it on performance rather than body weight. Um you know, if you're trying to gain 10 kilos of muscle, that's it will take five years to do it, like a, a solid five years to actually do it. Instead of focusing on the 
shit, I only gained, you know, one kilo in the last five months or something like that, six months. Did your bench press go up? Did your back squat go up? Did you, are you using 22 and a half kilo dumbbells for your hammer curls now? And you were using 15s, like look at the performance-based things, specifically when it comes to building muscle. If you look at the weight you're lifting, that would be something to, to set your focus on rather than just the sheer weight um, of your body. If you think about the weights that you're lifting, not the weight that you're carrying around all day. Yeah. 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 Tim, that's, that's a perfect point that you just made there. You know, focus on the performance element. Because, again, that's an issue. People get hung up on the scales. Even men and women trying to gain muscle um, and not seeing the scales move up. Or even, you know, in this scenario, seeing the scales go down can yeah. completely, completely fuck a person up. Yeah. But if you're benching an extra 30 kilos, then good. Yeah. Like... If, you, if you're then benching another 50 kilos, your weight will go up. Like, the more weight that you can lift, your body is going to, like we were talking about earlier, if you can lift more weight, your body is going to respond by adding more size to allow you to lift more weight. So it's just a long haul. It's a lot. It, you got to be in it for as a, as a lifestyle change rather than just a, a short-term change because summer's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, the, the stereo shred. Um, like you know, it's 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 not about you need that. that. <laughs> yeah, you do yeah. need it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, to do like to, you know, go through different phases of your training is very important. But you know, if if you're in, if you want to enhance the way you look, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. If you body fat that you want to sh- strip off, or you want to sculpt the body in a different way by putting a bit of muscle on your shoulders or chest or legs, you know, the ladies love the booty, and you know, it's it's turning around that the boys are loving the booty as well. Like you know, <laughs> it is, it's mad now. You see fucking lads everywhere doing hip thrusts, um, but you know there ain't nothing wrong with wanting to better yourself. No. But, but in the process of pressuring yourself, it's not just a, a, a six or eight week program that you're going to do and bang, it, it, that's it, you're, you're done. Because no, it's, uh, anyone I've ever worked with, even myself, you pick a goal and you start shooting towards that goal. And let's say we get like 70 to 80% of our, of, of our way to that goal. Well, you know what happens that goal when I get to 70, 80%? I push it's that goal enough. out. Yeah, I push it out further. I'm like, okay, well, I wanted to get to 120 kilo back squat. And I, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm super close to that now. I'm now doing 120 for three or four reps. Now let's go to 125. Let's go to 130. You know, oh, look, look, look at the change I've made on my body. Okay, like, like what, what can I do here extra now? You yeah. Know, can I invest in my recovery by buying a whoop strap? You know, yeah. can I can I sleep better? Now my goals are evolving. Oh, okay, Jesus, can I compete in this event over here? Because now I've more muscle on my body, I should be stronger and able to do it. So the goal will always be malleable. It'll always change, but always have something to shoot for. And then the best the what? best um sort of analogy or whatever you want to call it I heard of I've heard for um just in terms of training was on um oh what's the name of it scrubs Do you remember the TV show scrubs yeah, I, I remember it very well okay so is it um P 
Perry, the real angry dude that just fucking the janitor. Be Perry. Doctor. No, no, no. He's another doctor. He's always yelling and screaming, and he's pretty jacked. The guy. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. I yeah, I do I do remember him. Yeah, yeah. He was always okay. up playing basketball. Yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah. So they were. There's. I can't remember who he's talking to, but someone. I might have been Turk, and he's like, oh, you know, he was sort of bragging about his body. Um, and he turns and he says to him, the day that you say that you're happy with your body is the day you've accepted that you're fat. Oh. <laughs> it was just like, it's hot. It's a really nasty way of, of saying um, you should always increase your goals yeah. Yeah. so that you're striving for something. Yeah. But it just, it's a... It was a good, I remember hearing that I would have been like 15 and I was like, all right, <laughs> if you're looking in the mirror going, man, I look perfect. You're just happy with the way that you look. You haven't hit your goals or have new goals, but the, I don't know. I don't know why I thought of that just then. Just made yeah. me laugh. No, that's good. It's funny though with the, with the increasing of your performance goals will always increase the way that you look like it'll help with your um, aesthetic goals as well. I remember the first time it was a big thing for a lot of CrossFitters to be able to snatch a hundred kilos or 225 um, was like a big, big, big goal for such a long time. And me being a a smaller guy had that at the the top of the board. And I remember the first time I snatched a hundred kilos, I was so happy. I locked the bar out, stood it up, was wrapped started throwing the bar at the ground celebrating as the bar hit the ground and I walked away from the platform and I've got this on video me hitting it you can see in my head when I went 120 I want green plates on the outside of the blue ones you can literally watch me like fuck yeah and then it's just like oh there it is he's (laughs) he's not even impressed with himself anymore and we're going up in weight within four seconds Within four seconds oh, of hitting. Not, not even four seconds. It's like one second. I'm like, yes, fuck. Now I need 120. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? But if that's your mentality, you'll improve yes. quick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or COVID happens and you got no hope. Always one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always one better for yourself. Always one yeah. better. And strive for that, whether it's in fitness, a relationship, a job, you name it. You, yeah. if you, if you better yourself or want, have the want to better yourself, you'll always have success. Yeah, hundred percent. Fuck! Look at us coming up with all of these fucking philosoph- motivational, yeah, yeah. philosophistic uh, terms and whatnot. I, I really don't know where to go after that. <laughs> no, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good, really good one. Well, listen, like we've we kind of touched on a fair few points there. Um, I, I, I kind of feel we, like we, the way we've kind of where we've gone there towards the end, I think we should lock it in at that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I feel <laughs> we got the point across eat more, lift heavy a lot and keep your goals nice and high. Yeah. And just keep fucking at it. Yeah. The do- yeah. The dog. No, he's, uh, uh, yeah. No, he's sleeping upside down on the couch now. Oh, Hopefully up. this doesn't upset her. Yeah. So yeah. Tim, Tim's got a, a new little doggo. Like if we were putting out the videos here, you'd be able to see him. But he, he's nice. It, it Rex is his name, isn't it? Rex. Yeah. 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 But not Rex Hunt. Do you, would you even know who we were in Australia long enough for Rex Hunt, the fishing adventure guy? 
Oh, I he used to play that. footy for Richmond. Oh man, you got a yibbity yibbita. He always used to say it at the end of his shows. Yibbity yibbita. That's all, folks. Oh, but really? His name was Rex. Yeah. Uh, you, I'll, I'll find it on YouTube and send it to you. It'll be on there. I think he got in trouble for some stuff a while ago, as any ex-footballer does. But we called him Rex, but it's not Rex Hunt. It's Rex C, C word ending in hunt. Oh, lads. Only when he's been bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, right. So, listen, Tim, we'll wrap it up at that. Um, and, yeah. folks, thanks a million for listening. We'll be up with some new topics for next week. We might go a little bit off the fitness topic, we might just go into a, a, a some sort of a dark realm. We have to do one of these podcasts where we get absolutely demented. You know, like, oh, well, yeah, that, that'll yeah. happen. We have to, like, Once we'll, with, like if we, we can do it one over Zoom. I've done that with, I, I used to last year in Zoom, quick story time. Last year in Zoom, I had a, a group of friends who we all live in different countries and different states. And every Friday night, which for my mate that's in America was whatever it is, Thursday morning or something like that at like seven o'clock in the morning, we used to bring our favorite bottle of whiskey or whatever we'd found that week and then go on Zoom and then sit there and drink the bottle of whiskey but like, like you it. couldn't get off zoom until the bottle was gone holy <laughs> hell it was holy not, hell. i wish i recorded some of them because like the amount of time someone would just be in a chair or on their couch or something and just be like completely <laughs> ink, oh gone um that wasn't a good year for that, that was early covid i think we did it for about four weeks in a row and then we're like right let's monthly catch-ups now because yeah, this yeah. is starting to take its toll oh jesus but yeah yeah but we can do maybe over zoom we'll yeah some we'll friday night like yeah some friday night we'll do we'll do an old zoom um podcast and it'll be like you know we'll start at about six o'clock in the evening and see how we go yeah see how long it goes for exactly exactly all right uh guys i'll wrap this one up tim thanks a million um sounds um, good uh, tune in next week giddy up <laughs>